Exile, Chapter 18, The Element of Surprise The spirit wraith picked his silent way through the broken and twisting corridors, traveling with the light and practiced steps of a veteran drow warrior. But the mind flares, guided by their central brain, anticipated Zach Nefane's course perfectly and were waiting for him. As Zach Nefane came beside the same stone ridge where Belwar and Clacker had fallen, an illithid jumped out at him and, whoop, blasted its stunning energy. At that close range, few creatures could have resisted such a powerful blow, but Zach Nefane was an undead thing, a being not of this world. The proximity of Zachnafane's mind, linked to another plane of existence, could not be measured in steps. Impervious to such mental attacks, the spirit wraith swords dived straight in, each taking the startled illithid in one of its milky, pupilless eyes. The three other mind flares floated down from the ceiling, loosing their stunning blasts as they came. Sword in hand, Zachnafane waited confidently for them but the Mind Flayers continued their descent. Never before had their mental attacks failed them. They could not believe that their incapacitating cones of energy would prove futile now. Foop! A dozen times the Illithids fired, but the Spirit Wraith seemed not to notice. The Illithids, beginning to worry, tried to reach inside Zachnafane's thoughts to understand how he could possibly avoid the effects. What they found was a barrier beyond their penetrating capabilities, a barrier that transcended their present plane of existence. They had witnessed Zachnafane's swordplay against their unfortunate companion, and had no intention of engaging the skilled drow in melee combat. Telepathically, they promptly agreed to reverse their direction. But they had descended too far. Zachnafane cared nothing for the Illithids and would have walked contentedly off on his way. To the Illithids' misfortune, though, the spirit wraith's instincts and Zach Nefane's past life knowledge of mind flares led him to a simple conclusion. If Drizzt had traveled this way, and Zach Nefane knew that he had, he most likely had encountered the mind flares. An undead being could defeat them, but a mortal drow, even Drizzt, would find himself at a sorry disadvantage. Zach Nefane sheathed one sword and sprang out to the ridge of stone. In the blur of a second fast leap, the spirit wraith caught one of the rising illithids by the ankle. Foop! The creature blasted again, but it was a doomed thing with little defense against Zachnafane's slashing sword. With incredible strength, the spirit wraith heaved himself straight up, his sword leading the way. The illithid slapped down at the blade vainly, but its empty hands could not defeat the spirit wraith's aim. Zachnafane's sword sliced up through the mind flare's belly and into its heart and lungs. Gasping and clutching at the huge sword, the Illithid could only watch helplessly as Zachnafane found his footing and kicked off the Mind Flayer's chest. The dying Illithid tumbled away, head over heels, and slammed into the wall, then hung grotesquely in midair even after death, its blood spattering the floor below. Zachnafane's leap sent him crashing into the next floating Illithid, and the momentum took both of them into the last of the group. Arms flailed, and tentacles waved wildly, seeking some hold on the drow warrior's flesh. More deadly, though, was the blade, and a moment later, the spirit wraith pulled free of his latest two victims, enacted a levitation spell of his own, and floated gently back to the stone floor. Zachnafane walked calmly away, leaving three illithids hanging dead in the air for the duration of their levitation spells, and a fourth dead on the floor. The spirit wraith did not bother to wipe the blood from his swords. He realized that very soon 
there would be more killing. The two Mind Flayers continued observing the Panther's entity. They did not know it, but Gwenhyver was aware of their presence. In the astral plane, where material senses such as smell and taste had no meaning, the Panther substituted other subtle senses. Here, Gwenhyver hunted through a sense that translated the emanations of energy into clear mental images, and the Panther could readily distinguish between the aura of an elk and a rabbit without even seeing that particular creature. Illithids were not so uncommon on the astral plane, and Gwenhyver recognized their emanations. The panther had not yet decided whether their presence was mere coincidence, or was in some way connected to the fact that Drizzt had not called in many days. The apparent interest the mind flare showed in Gwenhyver suggested the latter, a most disturbing notion to the panther. Still, Gwenhyver did not want to make the first move against so dangerous an enemy. The panther continued its daily routines, keeping a wary eye on the unwanted audience. Gwenhyver noticed the shift in the Mind Flayer's emanations as the creatures began a rapid descent back to the material plane. The panther could wait no longer. Springing through the stars, Gwenhyver charged upon the Mind Flayers. Occupied in their efforts to begin their return journey, the Illithids did not react until it was too late. The panther dived in below one, catching its silvery cord in fangs of sharp light. Gwenhyver's neck flexed and twisted, and the silvery cord snapped. The helpless Illithid drifted away, a castaway on the astral plane. The other mind flare, more concerned with saving itself, ignored its companion's frenzied pleas and continued its descent toward the planar tunnel that would return it to the corporeal body. The Illithid almost slipped beyond Gwenhyver's reach, but the panther's claws latched on firmly just as it entered the planar tunnel. Gwenhyver rode along. From his little stone island, Clacker saw the commotion growing all through the long and narrow cavern. Illithids rushed all about, telepathically commanding slaves into defensive formations. Lookouts disappeared through every exit, while other mind flares floated up into the air to keep a general watch on the situation. Clacker recognized that some crisis had come upon the community, and a single logical thought forced its way through the Hook Horror's base thinking. If the Mind Flayers became preoccupied with some new enemy, this might be his chance to escape. With a new focus to his thinking, Clacker's peck side found a firm footing. His largest problem would be the chasm, for he certainly could not leap across it. He figured that he could toss a Grey Dwarf or a Rothe the distance, but that would hardly aid his own escape. Clacker's gaze fell on the lever of the bridge, then back to his companions on the stone island. The bridge was retracted. The high lever leaned toward the island. A well-aimed projectile might push it back. Clacker banged his huge claws together, an action that reminded him of Belwar, and hoisted a gray dwarf high into the air. The unfortunate creature soared toward the lever but came up short, instead slamming into the chasm wall and plummeting to its death. Clacker stamped an angry foot and turned to find another missile. He had no idea of how he would get to Drizzt and Belwar, and at that moment he didn't pause to worry about them. Clacker's problem right now was getting off his prison island. This time, a young Rothe went high into the air. There was no subtlety, no secrecy to Zach Nefane's entrance. Having no fear of the Mind Flayer's primary attack methods, the Spirit Wraith walked straight into the long and narrow cavern, right out into the open. A group of three Illithids descended on him immediately, loosing their stunning blasts. 
Again, the spirit wraith walked through the mental energy without a flinch, and the three illithids found the same fate as the four that had stood against Zachnafane out in the tunnels. Then came the slaves, desiring only to please their masters, goblins, grey dwarves, orcs, and even a few ogres charged at the drow invader. Some brandished weapons, but most had only their hands and teeth, thinking to bury the lone drow under their sheer numbers. Zachnafane's swords and feet were too quick for such straightforward tactics. The spirit wraith danced and slashed, darting in one direction, then reversing his motion suddenly and hacking down his closest pursuers. Behind the action, the illithids formed their own defensive lines, reconsidering the wisdom of their tactics. Their tentacles wiggled wildly, and their mental communications flooded forth, trying to make some sense of this unexpected turn. They had not trusted enough in their slaves to hand them all weapons. But as slave after slave fell to the stone, clawing at mortal wounds, the mind flares came to regret their mounting losses. Still, the illithids believed they could win out. Behind them, more groups of slaves were being herded down to join the fray. The lone invader would tire, his steps would slow, and their horde would crush him. The mind flares could not know the truth of Zachnafane. They could not know that he was an undead thing, a magically animated thing that would not tire and would not slow. Belwar and his master watched the spasmatic jerking of one of the illithid bodies, a telltale sign that the host spirit was returning from the astral plane. Belwar did not understand the implications of the convulsive movements, but he sensed that his master was glad, and that, in turn, pleased him. But Belwar's master was also a bit concerned that only one of its companions was returning, for the central brain summons took the highest priority and could not be ignored. The mind flare watched as his companion's spasm settled into a pattern, and then was even more confused, for a dark mist appeared around the body. At the same instant the illithid returned to the material plane, Belwar's master telepathically shared in its pain and terror. Before Belwar's master could begin to react, though, Gwenhyver materialized atop the seated illithid, tearing and slashing at the body. Belwar froze as a flicker of recognition coursed through him. Bivrip? He whispered under his breath, and then, Drizzt? And the image of the kneeling drow came clearly into his mind. Kill it, my brave companion. Kill it now. Belwar's master implored, but it was already too late for the illithid's unfortunate companion. The seated mind flare flailed away frantically. Its tentacles wiggled and latched onto the cat in an attempt to get at Gwenhyver's brain. Gwenhyver swiped across with a mighty claw, a single blow that tore the illithid's octopus head from its shoulders. Belwar, his hand still enchanted from his work on the cubby, advanced slowly toward the panther. His steps bound not by fear, but by confusion. The burrow warden turned to his master and asked, Gwenhyver? The mind flare knew then it had given too much back to the Svrvneblin. The recall of the enchanting spell had inspired other dangerous memories in this slave. No longer could Belwar be relied upon. Gwenhyver sensed the illithid's intent and sprang out from the dead mind flare only an instant before the remaining creature blasted at Belwar. Gwenhyver hit the burrow warden squarely, sending him sprawling to the floor. Feline muscles flexed and strained as the cat landed, turning Gwenhyver on the spot of an angle for the room's exit. 
Whoop! The mind flayer's assault clipped Belwar as he tumbled, but the deep gnome's confusion and his mounting rage held off the insidious attack. For that one moment, Belwar was free, and he rolled to his feet, viewing the Illithid as the wretched and evil thing that it was. Go, Gwenhyver, the Burrow Warden cried, and the cat needed no prodding. As an astral being, Gwenhyver understood much about Illithid society, and knew the key to any battle against a lair of such creatures. The panther flew against the door with all its weight, bursting out onto the balcony high above the chamber that held the central brain. Belwar's master, fearing for its god-thing, tried to follow, but the deep gnome's strength had returned tenfold with his anger, and his wounded arm felt no pain as he smashed his enchanted hammer-hand into the squishy flesh of the Illithid's head. Sparks flew and scorched the Illithid's face, and the creature slammed back into the wall, its milky, pupilless eyes staring at Belwar in disbelief. Then it slid, ever so slowly, to the floor, down onto the darkness of death. Forty feet down below the room, the kneeling drow sensed his recovered master's fear and outrage and looked up just as the black panther sprang out into the air. Fully entranced by the central brain, Driz did not recognize Gwenhyver as his former companion and dearest friend. He saw at that moment only a threat to the being he most loved, but Drizzt and the other massaging slaves could only watch helplessly as the mighty panther, teeth bared and paws wide, plummeted down onto the middle of the bulbous mass of vein flesh that ruled the Illithid community.